Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie Updown. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We have got a great Surprise Wednesday show in store for you. We have got a new launch on the That Sounds Fun Network, and I cannot wait to tell you about it. Tickets, by the way, are still available for the That Sounds Fun Tour coming your way in February and March. We're so close. We are so close to February, and what I know about February is we start to tour in February. Here we go. Y'all, if you don't have your tickets, what are you waiting for? Find all the details at AnnieFDowns.com slash events. And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to take a moment to share about one of our incredible partners, Pine Cove Camps. Pine Cove is excited to announce they're opening a new overnight youth camp in Georgia, home state, at the Pine Cove Springs. Y'all know how I feel about Georgia. And in case you don't know how I feel about camp, I love camp. I grew up going to a Christian summer camp and had some of the most impactful, spiritually formative experiences of my life during those weeks. I think it is so important for kids to be in an environment where they will not only hear the gospel, but they will also see it lived out all around them through the college staff and community at camp. Pine Cove is a Christian camp with over 50 years of experience in overnight youth camping. They're bringing Christ-centered, others-focused, and seriously fun counselors and activities to their new overnight youth camp in Georgia, serving 4th through 8th graders. Start a new summer tradition for your child at Pine Cove Springs this summer. Check out pinecove.com slash springs. And if you use the code TSF250, you get $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration at Pine Cove Springs. Again, that's pinecove.com slash springs and use the code TSF250 for $250 off. All right, y'all, today on the show, it is a celebration that That Sounds Fun Network is welcoming our newest ride to the amusement park. That's how we like to describe our network. All the different podcasts are like different rides. You're going to get a little different experience listening to Human Hope with Carlos Whitaker than you do listening to Be the Bridge with Latasha Morrison and Live in Love with Lauren Aikens. But we're inviting you into the park because we think you'll love all of these rides. I mean, if you could see me, I am smiling as big as I can smile because the same is true with our newest podcast on the network. 
network that we get to tell you about and introduce you to today called The Faithful Podcast. Here's what it's all about. The Word of God is filled with voices of mothers and daughters and sisters and wives, and each of their stories shows us different sides of God's love and faithfulness that is still true for us today. On The Faithful Podcast, you will hear poets and songwriters, authors and storytellers dive into these ancient stories to learn more and share about their own stories in the process. Faithful women lead the way to show other women that you have permission to create, live, and think creatively for yourself. So here is how today is set up, much like we've done when we've welcomed other shows. We're going to chat with the hosts, and then we're going to hear a portion of their first episode. Now, where today is a little different is this. Here in the studio, we've got my friends Keely Scott and Andrew Osanga. Joining us virtually through the magic of the old internet are friends that you know and love, Ann Voskamp, Trillia Newville, and Rachel Lampa. So if they sound a little different, you'll know why. It's an actual party, y'all. It is a party. I cannot wait for you to hear about this project. And as you're listening right now, I want you to go ahead and search for the Faithful Podcast. We have the link in the show notes. Go ahead and hit subscribe. And I cannot wait for you to hear about this project, for all of us to learn and be inspired together as we listen to the Faithful Podcast. So here's my conversation with Rachel, Trillia, and Keely, and Andy, celebrating the newest member of the That Sounds Fun Network, the Faithful Podcast. Hey, guys, welcome to That Sounds Fun, Ooh. and particularly Faithful Podcast. Welcome to the That Sounds Fun Network. Thanks. Here we go. Wow, we are all here because congratulations to yeah. all of you. You're launching a new podcast. Woo-hoo. We are. The Faithful Woo-hoo. Pod, and y'all are all very involved. I think it's amazing. We feel really honored at That Sounds Fun Network to be a part of it. Likewise. Let's start. Keely and Andrew. Yep. Uh, can we start with y'all? Tell us what Faithful is. Yeah. So Faithful is uh, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a gathering of female artists and authors. We meet together. We write songs, uh, have conversations. And uh, there's an album, a book, now a podcast. Yes. Yeah, it's this gathering of women to really share the heart of God seen through a woman's eyes and to share God's faithfulness, God's goodness through stories of heartache and stories of beauty and all of the above. So yeah. the first project was really focused on women in the Bible. Uh, so, yeah. So um, I'm with Compassion International. And then we, um, together with Andrew, with Integrity Music and David C. Cook. Uh, yeah. Who's a, pub- a book publisher. A book it's publisher. not a person. Yep. Just yeah, so sorry. Oh, yeah, that's well, it was a person. Good clarification. No he, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Sorry, Did, that, you know that weird. Did you know it? Did you know it? We can't believe it. He was probably, <laughs> probably a person. He was probably a person. Yeah. So David C. Cook is a is a publisher. Yeah. Andy, when when you are thinking about faithful, I mean it gathers this massively diverse group of women in yeah. age and background and what they do. How are you gathering them? What's the thought behind that? How'd you find who's involved with faithful? I mean, I think it it started like all things, just as a circle of friends, right? Like yep. uh, Keely and a couple, a couple friends that kind of brought this idea to me. Uh, and as we started talking about it and developing it, there were just some people that kind of came to mind like, you know who would be so fun to have in the room for this? And so we just kind of started inviting people that we thought would both love it and mm-hmm. might need it. Yep. People who I think are creating and giving out all the time. Like, could we create a, could we make a space where they're welcome to come and kind of create um, that doesn't have to be all product, yeah. you know, can you, um, create in community for the joy of doing it? Mm. And yeah, we will make things, we will put things out there eventually, but like, yeah. uh, we spend a lot of time 
creating things that are not for the public. And I don't yeah. think uh, we get to do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it really, the idea just to where it came from actually happened with one that's on this call, Anne. Uh, Anne Voskamp and Ellie Holcomb did a tour together. And I'm blanking on how long ago that was. It was a it was a Christmas tour. Yeah. And it was a compassion thing. And I had put it together. And I was sitting there that first night watching the two of them share these amazing stories. They'd actually never, I think they'd only met one other time before that. And they were on tour and they're sharing these stories of how each blog post impacted song lyrics and song lyrics impacted blog posts. And the women in the audience or just the people in the audience were so ingrained in storytelling, which is one of um, my favorite things as well. And it was so beautiful. And I thought this just doesn't it happens, but it doesn't happen enough in a way that, yeah, kind of what Andrew's saying, like that fosters community and a safe place. Yeah. And so really um, watching Ann and Ellie is where the idea was kind of birthed from. Yeah. So, And talk about that. Talk about you even seeing the birth of that. Yeah, I remember sitting on a tour bus late at night and Keely saying, I've got this crazy idea. <laughs> and she started to unpack it. And I think what's really exciting about it, Annie, is... I think that's what happens. God wants messages to birth into the world to change hearts. And he cross-pollinates wow. ideas, creative ideas that he He plants in the hearts of women who are story writers and women who, who write stories, women who paint, women who take photographs, all these creatives coming together. And when we can cross-pollinate ideas and amplify each other's voices and the synergy and the Holy Spirit in the room, it is one of the most, it is like it's a holy ground kind of experience. So when Keely had this crazy, which I hadn't heard of anything where you could have a book that goes with an album that maybe at some point we can all sit in the same room on it and go on tour and actually engage with women in the room. That just feels like an immersive experience mm. that can be profoundly transformational. And I think, I think especially after the last two years we have come through, women are desperate for connection and community. And like Andrew said, this hasn't been done like this before, where it's women songwriters and women musicians and women producing it. And I just I think that's half of the body of Christ. How are we mm. leaning in and serving each other and listening to each other and then edifying each other? Hmm. Yeah. Shirley, what made you say yes to being part of Faithful? Of the project in general? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, one, I just thought, what an opportunity. I'm an author. Mm-hmm. And to collaborate with brilliant songwriters. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one. It's just that I... I had never experienced anything like that where I would get to Mm -hmm. think of how to collaborate with women across genres. So Mm. I thought using our varying giftings together Mm. was beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that we're this one church with all these gifts. It's it I loved it. And then of course the idea of getting to sit in and think on and pray about women in the Bible and encourage others through their stories of faithful women who endured so much tragedy mm. and leaned on the Lord. And, and so I, I, I love God's word and getting to encourage people with it. And so that also was a major motivation, just the thought of faithful. I mean, I, I long to be faithful and in a world where so many aren't, <laughs> we, I want to know, okay, well, how can I, how can I be faithful and what can I learn? And then to get to, help others is, I mean, that's what my hope my life is about. And so it was a joy. An absolute yeah. Joy. Rachel, I, you're a songwriter 
And so you've written with people a lot. That's one of the differences between songwriters and book writers is part of what y'all do is write with each other. How's it different writing with authors than other songwriters? Oh, it was so nice. And I can, I can, my very first write was with Trillia. Um, So that was my first, yeah, that was my first. So they group y'all up. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah. They group us up. I mean, it's pretty random. Like, uh, and I had never met Trillia. I walked into the room, the faithful room for the first time. And I went straight up to Trillia and I was like, where did you get your earrings? And she's like, I sell, I sell them. So I was like, I just bought them off of you. So like, it was just like this automatic, like, we're like, we're already, we're already collaborating. I literally like have, have those earrings like right next to me right now. But, um, so it was like this automatic, like, you know, boom. And then it was like, you're in a, you're in a group together. You're in a room together. And then her, okay. And also the thing about Trillia is she still is only calling herself an author. She had the most songs written <gasps> out of anybody yeah. that's right. on, that made it on the album. Oh my so gosh. She's definitely a songwriter. <laughs> she's amazing. Well, I didn't ex- anticipate you doing that, encouraging me. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. your humility is so cute, Trillia. <laughs> I would have led this conversation like, hi, my name is Annie, and more songs that I wrote are on that album than any other yes, actual exactly, person. exactly. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yes, yeah. So so all that to say, being in the room with, with an author, it was, it was a really beautiful experience because I think sometimes songwriters, we we get really into the way that like songs feel and sound and, and all of that. And then, and then it was nice how the author would kind of be like, okay, so, but what's the story? And like, are we, are we supporting the story? And are we like surrounding this? Do we have, do we have a voice? Like who is the voice, you know, and things like that, that were really stretching for me. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So Keely, the book is already out. Yes. And the album is already out. Yes. And one of y'all's songs, I mean, Andy, didn't, one of the songs got nominated for a Dove Award, right? Yeah. yeah and in fact, it's wild. It was, what are your songs, Anne? It was the first, first a, song Anne Voskamp ever wrote. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> She's a Dove nominated Everything she touches turns to Dove. That's what we've always said about Anne. Uh, I, I just happened to be sitting in the room with Ellie Holcomb and Sarah McIntosh. That's so amazing. That's that amazing. Amazing. Yep. Um, Andy, yeah. when you go back to people at Integrity, yeah. I mean, what are they saying about this faithful project in the, in the record label world? Well, it's just such a completely different kind of project because it's, yeah. first of all, usually an artist goes into the studio and makes an artist's album. And you're, you're talking about one voice, maybe there's two or three people in a band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was, we had, you know, was it 20 some people? Yeah, that 20, first time. 25 yeah. people that were speaking into this, um, 17 of whom were performing artists who sang on the record. So what was great was getting to invite people to the room. So what we would do is we would we would gather and write. And then after the second day of writing, we'd kind of have dinner and everybody would just share all the songs that they'd written. I mean, they wow. weren't all finished. You know, they're in the rough, roughest of forms. Um, everybody's sitting there with their notebook in their hand and kind of, okay, I think it goes like this. <laughs> and then... You know, there's always the disclaimers of like, I mean, we don't know how this goes and I don't think it's very good. And then like two minutes later, everyone is just bawling their eyes out. Wow. And what? Um, and so for me to get to invite my team to come sit in the back of the room and mm. watch that has been really, yeah. really incredible. Yeah. Because you're seeing something, you're not just seeing somebody kind of turn something in, you're seeing a whole community create something together. Yes. And it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, even more powerful for me is I've got three daughters and I get to let, then they sit in the back yeah. of that room yes. and yes. for them to watch I mean, 
That's profound. Yeah. In the front of the book, we have it say it's dedicated to the women that went before us and the women that come after us. And I think those of us with daughters that are in that room, like even Everly, yeah. who's almost five, and Anne and I talk about this, our little girls seeing a woman and Emmy yeah. Lou, Ellie's little girl. And there's yes. something about hearing those little voices singing something mm-hmm. that we're all a part of because we believe in the reason we want it to exist in the world. Yes. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a special night when we share, but then even more so. It's just as it's releasing, it's just something when you've got, yeah, little kids and yeah. singing it to you. So. so why a podcast? Cause this whole idea and, and we met um we met at the beginning of the project with uh, with all the women and everyone got to share their vision for it. And community is the biggest word mm-hmm. that came out. And it's not just community with each other. That's not it. It's community as a whole, giving a place for people to explore thoughts, wrestle with thoughts, have conversation um, that feels safe. And it felt so natural, didn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think we kept thinking like, oh, man, if only that conversation could be recorded that we all just had. Like, you'd sit there and just have these amazing over lunch or dinner. And we went... Well, why can't it be recorded? Yeah, and yeah. so, um, so yeah. Or people post on Instagram. Oh, that look at the people in that room. I wish I was there. Like, right. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's try to break Let's down that you wall. In. Yeah. yeah. Amy uh, Grant is a part of it, and as she, as Amy. She does. She Amy. She's Amy. Amy. Everyone knows Amy. Amy. Grant. Ames. Um, we call her Amy. Ames. Ames. <laughs> yeah. Mama Amy is uh, some of them call her, but she, uh, you know, she has a way with words, and I love that she she kind of started it. I forget maybe that first one saying like inviting others into the circle, mm. and that's really become wow. kind of how we feel. Yeah. It's just like inviting others into the circle. So like the podcast, we are inviting you into the circle yeah. with us. So yeah. Trulia, what's your thoughts on why a podcast? What why is that the next leg of this project that you want to be a part of? You know, I often say books go where I will never. Yes. Yes. Well, so do podcasts. So yeah, that's I, good. I am really um grateful for the global aspect mm. and that a podcast can be listened to. Well, we've got Anne in Canada. Right, <laughs> right. We are already international. <laughs> we are already international. Yes. And my global heart and heart for the nations, I can't I just love that aspect. So mm, that's yeah. one. The other is I've participated in um some of our pre-recording and recording that we did for the podcast. And I think one of the things that will be a just a gift is the vulnerability in the room. Mm. It's not a bunch of experts coming in telling you what you need to hear or what you've got to do. But there was just such a mark of humility as we were thinking through God's word and also thinking about our own lives. So I just think that people will be very blessed by the vulnerability and honesty and the 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 conversation about struggle and hope and grieving. And so I'm um, I'm really looking to forward to how it will minister to people as well. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Okay, so right here, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will hear a portion of episode one of the Faithful Podcast. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about another one of our incredible partners, Brooklyn. And look at you, you made it through the holiday madness and that means one thing. Well, it means a lot of things, but it definitely means this. It's time to treat yourself. Get yourself the comfort and relaxation you've earned over the last few weeks with Brooklinen's lineup of cozy bedding and beautiful home essentials that are made for me time. It's simple. Starting the new year off right means starting the new year off rested. Listen, you can crochet that on a pillow. Starting the new year off right means starting the new year off rested. 
It's on the wall here at Downs Books HQ. You know we say rest hard. It's easier to stay our best when we're getting top-notch sleep thanks to Brooke Lennon's five-star bedding. The sheets, y'all. Oh, the sheets. <laughs> Buttery, soft, and breathable. They are legit my absolute favorites. I rotate between my two sets only. <laughs> and at Brooklyn, comfort goes way beyond bedding. Their collection includes everything from robes and towels to super soft loungewear. So the cozy just keeps on coming. I've told you before, but that loungewear is legitimately the most comfortable clothing I've ever put on my bod. You should see me beeline for it the minute I get home in the evenings. Refresh your rest with the comfort essentials from Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code that sounds fun for $20 off your purchase of $100. That's B R O O K L I N E N.com and enter promo code that sounds fun for $20 off your purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code that sounds fun. And let me tell you about another one of our partners, stamps.com. Okay, can we just be real for just a second? Can we be real? Taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time. Same, same, same. That's why I recommend mailing and shipping online at stamps.com. Stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters. Oh, send us letters. We love getting mail around here. Y'all know that. Ship packages and pay a lot less with discounted rates from USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses, including this one right here, thousands of hours and tons of money. With Stamps.com, you get the service of the post office and the UPS all in one place. Plus, big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and the UPS right to your computer. It's basically a must-have for any business. Whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. You just use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It is that simple. With Stamps.com, you get discounts of up to 40%, whoa, off of post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention Stamps.com is a actual fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code, that sounds fun, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in, that sounds fun. That's Stamps.com, promo code, that sounds fun. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And now we are going to head back right into a clip from the episode, the very first episode of The Faithful Podcast. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this. I'm Ruth Jo Simons. I am an artist and author and the founder of Gracelace.com. But more importantly, I'm a mama to six boys. My oldest is 18 and my youngest is seven. And um, in previous seasons of life, my husband was a headmaster and a preaching pastor, but we are now full-time together with Grace Laced and raising those crazy kids, homeschooling and running a business together. So, wow. That's so it you, in a nutshell. you don't slow down your life then. Well, thankfully, you know, we don't have a lot of distractions. We're up on a hill doing life together, trying to, so, you know, this whole thing with quarantining hasn't been super hard for us because yeah. we're kind of used to it. It's so. <laughs> amazing. I'm Taylor Linhart. Uh, I'm a singer songwriter, uh, originally from Texas. That's where I grew up. Um, and then spent about a decade in North Carolina and Raleigh and most recently, uh, 
just a few months ago moved to Nashville, but I'm a singer songwriter and have a solo uh, career as well as um, I'm also one half of a duo called Mission House with my friend Jess Ray, and we write contemporary songs for the church. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun to be in a band with one of your best friends. So Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying that. I'm Leslie Jordan, and I'm originally from East Tennessee and uh, moved to Nashville to go to school. And I've been here uh, with a like a brief hiatus. Um, for I've been here since 2003, so the math is 17 years. <laughs> Sheesh. Wow. 17. Um, and uh, I was in a band called All Sons and Daughters for about eight years and toured and made records in that band. And then uh, for the last four years, I've been writing songs with other artists in Nashville and, um, and hanging out with my husband and our three-year-old son, Judah. And uh, we just recently moved to uh, like a 10 acre, like mini farm. Oh, wow. And uh, it's pretty awesome, but we're having to learn how to like, you know, take care of the earth in um, things I've always wanted to do. And, um, so yeah, we're like growing grapes and all kinds of crazy things right now, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like there is the plot of the, of a sitcom just waiting to happen. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I texted you a couple weeks ago and I said, things have Googled that I, uh, what does bear poop look like? (laughs) Things I never thought I'd have to Google before I'm Googling now. So thank God for Google. Um, well, we've been, uh, given the, the conversation around the the biblical character Leah. So maybe we can just start by talking about some of the things that we read about her story um, and maybe mm-hmm. just having like a dialogue around who Leah was, mm-hmm. uh, maybe give some context to who she was in the Bible, and then we can go into more of that later. So Ruth, if you want to... I think, I think Leah, the story of Leah is one of those that if you come to the scriptures and you want neat and tidy, formula for your life, if you want a pretty story that makes you feel like, Wow, doesn't everybody want to just run to Christianity? <laughs> this is not this one of those. Is not this one. is not that story. <laughs> right? And I think that in some ways, for those of us who truly taste the sweetness of redemption and we understand what it is to be in Christ, we recognize only God can redeem the very impossible. Mm. Only God can make a really ugly story um, truly for his purpose and for him to ultimately show his purposes throughout history for a moment that seems really, really painful and ugly. And, you know, we could have worshipped a God who left out all the nitty-gritty and just put this perfect um, story together that looks like nothing ever goes wrong, but we get the account of real pain and real hurt and um, real disappointment. And I think this story of Leah is all those things. It's rejection. It's um, betrayal. It's disappointment. It's questioning God. It's mm. questioning self-worth. It's all those things that mm. um, as modern women, we all have versions of this. We all struggle with the this, this secret pain that we read in the person of Leah. Maybe not the same circumstance. My goodness, mm. not the same circumstances, yeah. right? But, um, but I think it's good for us to remember as we read her story, as we think about her story, that Nothing is too hard for God to mm. redeem. And that at the end of all things, like God is after someone's heart more than having perfect circumstances come to fruition. Yeah. I That's have a- to admit that as someone who would probably say, oh, yeah, I've read the Bible. When I came back to the story before our conversation, 
I think I had to honestly go, I did did not know this story as well Mm -hmm. as I thought I did. Like there were some, I don't know. I feel like maybe just for the listener's sake, (laughs) it's kind of like there's some surprising things in there that you sort of forget. Yeah. Do you mind mind telling us like as a like potential first time reader of the story, give us a, give us your account. Like, sure, sure. So I was reading it going, okay, wait, I think I, in my head, I thought, right, there's, Leah and Rachel and Rachel's the, this is my like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's Real what's going to be so good. Yes. Give us, give us, give us, give us. Oh, Rachel's the pretty one. Like yeah. Jacob, Jacob really wants Rachel. Yeah. And then he like, Leah kind of gets tossed in there. She has like sleepy eyes or something like that. Is <laughs> right. Weak eyes. Are, yeah. There's so many Weak phrases eyes. in this. I have questions right. about. Yeah. Uh, so many questions. I yeah. think, I think the surprise and the thing I didn't know or that the new information to me this time as an adult was, Oh, actually, um, it was Leah and Rachel's father mm-hmm. sort of, there was some trickery mm-hmm. and some dishonesty and manipulation happening. And I think you just realize there's kind of these two women who unfortunately are the, you know, kind of the pawns in this weird right. thing that's going on. I yeah. think that maybe hearing this story as a young person or a kid, maybe that got glossed over. Right. And I think as an adult, I thought, wow, this is really, there's a lot happening here and a lot of layers to this story. So I'm excited for this conversation just to, for my own heart to kind of understand. Mm-hmm. I love what you said just about, this is not a neat and tidy story. Yeah. And I don't, you know, none of us probably have real neat and tidy lives. So yeah. yeah. It's a story of Leah trying to win the love of her husband mm-hmm. by thinking that if she bear, would could bear him children, that he'll for sure love her mm-hmm. and not Rachel. And and I think about all the times in which we think, if I could just reach this success, if I could just get that person's approval, if mm-hmm. I could if I could just reach this goal, I will arrive and then I will get what I want and right. people will see me and know me or care for me or affirm me as who I am, whether that's a romantic relationship or not. I mean, this is the most painful story because this is about wanting to be desired and loved by your husband. And that's painful for me even to say out loud. I can't imagine the heartache, but we all relate. Even if we don't relate to her particular story, we relate to the thought that if I could just make the circumstances align right, Mm -hmm my life will go the way I plan. Right. And when God doesn't orchestrate it that way, you start having this like sense of what am I doing wrong? What what do I need to do to make everything line up so that I can actually like get get the life I want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think you think to the beginning of this story and what was afforded to to Leah in the story was there even an opportunity for her to say, this is what I want for my life, right? right. So That's a good point, there yeah. is that um, that part of the story where it's like, this decision was made for you. Mm-hmm. And, and even Taylor, to your point, like I remember hearing the story, definitely not from Leah's perspective. Mm-hmm. I always heard it from Jacob's perspective, mm-hmm. which is, well, Jacob did what what his mm-hmm. you know uncle asked him to do. And, and then his uncle tricked him and gave him the wrong wife, you know, it was like, I still, I remember hearing it through that lens. Mm -hmm. And so now as an adult listening back to that and hearing now through that lens of Leah and going, okay, well maybe her life didn't start in a manner which she had, you know, control over. Um, but what I think is beautiful is it transitions into this place for her of, 
um, kind of this awakening in and of herself. We, we don't hear her perspective in the front of the story, but then the end of the story we actually do. And it is that internal dialogue of maybe this time Mm -hmm. he will love me. Maybe this time he will love me. And then we get to the end of the story and it says this time I will Mm -hmm. praise God. And so it, it, something changes and we don't, we don't get to see what that is necessarily, But yeah, that you can be so focused on the one thing that you want, but maybe you get something different um, in the process, but maybe it's even better. And you're right. We don't get to, I mean, it's one of those things where you just wish you could peel back the layers and know exactly what was going on in her mind and how things changed for her. But I think the amazing thing is that in the story, we get to see what desperation, none of us want desperation. None of us want to get to that point where we go, okay, I give up. I literally, Mm. you know, but she does. She literally is like, okay, nothing is working. And what we see is that desperation is sometimes truly a mercy. It's a mercy from God that he would draw us near with our desperation. We're so desperate that we ultimately go, none of this will satisfy and I can't reach this goal. I can't get what I want. So ultimately, I need to return back to what I really, what my soul really needs Hmm. and praising God and really being, Hmm. being really um, satisfied in him and looking to God, her father Mm -hmm. as that satisfaction instead of this pursuit and this desire. Um, Yes. She ultimately found that she ultimately discovered that in a way that she wouldn't, if everything was going her way. Right. Yeah. I'm curious to know, has there been any part, I know, cause this is, it is kind of such a weird story, but, yeah. Yeah. um, was there any part of that story that you felt like overlapped in yeah. your life or, um, maybe some of the things we just discussed, do yeah. you, is there a part of that that resonates with, with you and your story? Yeah. Well, I, that was, my thought was, man, these, these Leah and Rachel, her sister are living in this society that is pretty hard to relate to and, you know, <laughs> yeah. We're in like 21st century, like American Mm -hmm. society. Uh, It's kind of hard to relate to this culture where women are viewed more as property and kind of given by their... So I think that you have to almost come to the story recognizing that divide. But right away for me, there was those twinges of recognition and even like these universal truths of being a woman and the first thing that gets, you know commented on about Mm -hmm. Leah's sister is her beauty. Mm -hmm. And Leah's immediately labeled by her lack of that and her, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Rachel's the beautiful one. Leah's not. um, And Leah has, I don't know if if either of you know exactly what that, her eyes are weak. I'm curious about that. But for me, I think, you know, I really relate to that. Never, kind of growing up, never feeling like I was the pretty girl that my best friends were always kind of the beautiful ones mm-hmm. that would, you know, get asked to home coming and had boyfriends. And I was kind of just like, oh, and I always felt like, well, I need to make up for that with something else, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll be the funny one or I'll be really great at school. Um, I'll find other ways to kind of be impressive or, or make my mark in the world. Cause I, I, I do think that's a huge thing for us and just, that even now, all these years later, that is often the first thing that people notice about us, see yeah. about us. It's how, and honestly, it's not just men, 
you know, noticing women that way, it's that we do that with each other yeah, right. so much, you right. know, and the way we talk about our girlfriends or, mm-hmm. you know, people we know or celebrities is often like this, but these standards of physical beauty yeah. and, um, man, so that just struck me in this story yeah. and kind of like this woman who really is desperate, like you said, maybe to be beautiful, desirable, but also, like, it made me think, what is it that we really want? Is mm-hmm. it to be the pretty girl? Or mm-hmm. is it to be loved, mm-hmm. you know, and to belong um, to someone? So I was born in Taiwan. I'm an immigrant and um, moved to the United States when I was almost five. And I've been writing a little bit more about it. Um, so I've been tapping a little bit more into my my story. But as I was reading this story, I, you can't go through... Um, the whole being an Asian immigrating to the United States, you can't go through that without immediately registering with the feeling of, wow, I, there were a lot of comments about my eyes. Mm. There were a lot of comments about um, disparaging comments all my life, you wow. know, disparaging comments about my face shape or my eyes. And they were always made in jest, right? Always mm. just to be funny or... Um, comments about me not having eyelashes or things like that. Mm. And so it's interesting to read something like this and go, oh, I don't relate to the actual historical story here, the the context, but I understand what it feels to not be the chosen one, to Mm. not feel like, Mm. you know, when there are dates, just like you're saying, Taylor, Mm -hmm. like when, when people are picking their dates, to not be the first person chosen. Well, not even chosen on the volleyball team or whatever, you know, you know because I wasn't all that sporty. But there are lots of things I wasn't chosen for. But, you know, just to immediately in your heart feel that sense of I'm not chosen because I'm an outsider, hmm. because I I don't belong, because yeah. I don't look right, because I'm not that person who wins mm-hmm. in this category. And so, you know, I think that one of the things that stands out to me in Genesis 29 in this account here is that God saw, God saw Mm. that she was not loved. Mm. And the scriptures say that God had compassion there and he saw this. And, and, you know, as a young girl um, who did not yet know Jesus, I didn't feel seen. Mm. I felt absolutely invisible. And Mm. the times that I wasn't invisible, I felt seen for the wrong things. And, Mm. um, and so I think the, the encouragement to any listener, any sister here who's listening, um, who feels really unseen or invisible or passed over and never the one that's chosen, never the one that's said some, you know, has some compliment said of, um, God sees and knows the heartaches and the times of rejection, the times that you kind of cover up, like Taylor said, with a joke or kind of like, haha. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I let a hurt, like a condescending comment, a racial comment, Mm -hmm. go, just go by. And I was young and didn't know how to respond to it and just kind of laughed it off and went along with it. And that rejection can hurt so much. And so when you read this account, what I love about scripture is that God uses the word to accomplish so many things. Here we're reading ultimately the whole story of redemption unfold, not mm-hmm. in this exact chapter, in this exact moment, but ultimately it builds to the yeah. entire story. But we also see God's compassion and love and ultimately his wooing of Leah's heart. Yeah. The desire is ultimately not 
here, here's the circumstance you want, but here I am. Yeah. Here I am. Have me. Have, God mm-hmm. saying, you know, come to me and let me be the desire of your heart. And he doesn't say that in so many words, but you see that ultimately the, tr- the turning point, like you said, Leslie, yeah. is her saying this time, nothing's working, but this time I'm going to choose to praise God, yeah. even if I don't get the circumstances I want or the um, acceptance or the belonging I want. Yeah. I cannot wait for people to hear the rest of that episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Okay, Rachel, what are you thinking when you're thinking about this becoming a podcast? Like, what are you hoping for? The thing, the thing that I felt the whole time that we were one reading the stories of the women in the Bible, we were gathering as women, writing these songs, recording them, and and writing the written the written word stuff, like. I just felt like there were, I had this visual of like the hands of those women in the Bible reaching out to our hands and like us. And then we're all cross grabbing each other's arms and hands across the the circle. And now I feel like we can, we can grab the hands of, of people outside of this, of this creating circle. We can grab the hands of the listeners and the readers and um, the podcast listeners and all of that. And I just feel like it's just like going to become this big old web of just like, like grasped hand. And mm, I just, wow. and even just as we've been talking about the podcast, it just, it just hit me now. I'm just like, wow, like how big is this reach? And like you said, like it is, it's international. It's people can be in quarantine when they're listening to it. They can <laughs> yes. out in the world. <laughs> Um, uh, they can be in whatever state and we could be, we could be grasping hands. That's beautiful. Mm, beautiful. Okay. And it launches today. So what is your hope? And as you're thinking about it going into ears today of women and probably some men like around the globe today, what is your hope with people when they listen to this? You know what I'm really excited about was when we were in the room, scripture was open with songwriters and authors, and we entered into the story of women who went thousands of years before us and walked their walk of faith. And as we stayed in that story, that story restoried us and restored us. It was a profoundly healing experience to enter into those stories. So I, I cannot wait to welcome more women into the story that they might be restoried and restored. And it would encourage them to stay in the story in crazy wild times that are really upending and disorienting. I think the most orienting thing always is how do we stay in the story and let the story of God restory us and restore us. So I am, I'm so excited to have these stories of women in the Bible be part of our own healing story right now, Annie. That's beautiful. And Ooh, Camp, you never fail us. She just talks like that. She just, <laughs> just lives in her body. It just lives in her body. I don't know. I'm like, uh, dude, uh, it's really cool. cool. She's like. <laughs> and Anne, you sound great, by the way. I will tell you, your, yep. your, con- your connection's awesome. So Canada is still doing that Wi-Fi just right. <laughs> There you go. If I could just get the construction to stop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, Keely, let's talk nuts and bolts. Yep. An episode releases every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yep. So every Wednesday we can get an episode of the Faithful Podcast. And it is, is it the same host, Andy, every week? Or how, what's the, I mean, we've just heard some of it, but are we going to hear those exact same people every yeah, week? Yeah, so one of the great things about Faithful is that so many women are involved in it. So each week we'll hear from three different women. And, oh, uh, cool. So they have a, kind of a different set of questions that they'll be talking uh-huh. through. Um, 
Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. Yeah. And as as we progress throughout the year, we're gonna add some more uh, ways for listeners to get involved with us too. So we're we're building towards that, but it's gonna be really fun. Excuse me, we'll get the, we're gonna get the yeah. listeners involved. Oh we yeah, mm-hmm. y'all. Are, we have some fun this ideas. Is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I I've said this to all of y'all personally, but I'll say it again. Like when we built the Fat Sounds Fun Network, I did not dream we'd get to do stuff like this. Mm. And so, Rachel, I I almost felt teary when you were talking about the hands holding hands because I thought, how do we get to do this as a group of friends? Even yeah. I mean, we all like really know each other in real life. And that's yeah. the truth of all the faithful writers, right? Yeah. I mean, they some started out as strangers, but now it's all like pals. I mean, it's I, I think uh, and I mean, I'd let some of them speak too. but one of my well in COVID shut everything down. But one of my favorite things early on pre-COVID when we were already meeting was hearing the stories or seeing the text threads come in of girls seeing each other behind at conferences and stuff yeah. where before it would be like, oh, hey, good to see you. Yeah. And you would pass through. But now there was just this connection. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they are. Yeah. And did you have thoughts on that? No, I just think that the way we get to really when you go ahead and start to write songs together, it's a profoundly intimate experience mm. that connects you in a way when you're an author, you're writing by yourself. All the it was, time. I, all of the time. Mm. It is so isolating. But to get to go ahead and create in a room with other women, the actual creative process is community. So I think the podcast is so exciting because we actually now get to live community out in really tangible ways, Annie. Mm. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. Okay, Keely, so they can, will you talk a little bit about social media? Where can people follow Faithful? Yes. Yeah, so follow us at um, at Faithful Project. And so we're there. We're also on Facebook. And then the other uh, fun thing is that you can link out there uh, our YouTube page yeah. has the live stream. We did a live stream recording. Oh, I watched the yeah. minute one, two minute all. That, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> two minute all. So the live stream is actually up now Great. on YouTube. So if you are learning about us, you can go and kind of dive in in all the areas that we're at. But we love for people to watch the live stream because you get to hear the authors read from their chapter yeah. and you get to hear the song right after and a little bit of the story behind the song. Yeah. So, yeah. so literally today there is a book, yep. an album, mm-hmm. a live Live stream they can watch a podcast that just launched. Exactly. Well, excuse y'all, Andy Osenga. <laughs> <laughs> just get all up in our business. <laughs> I'm thinking of that chapter in Psalms. It's like, where can we flee from your presence? <laughs> where can we flee? <laughs> You've left us nowhere to go. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> You've left us nowhere to go. Um, well, oh, this is <laughs> really exciting. I can't wait to hear. The fun thing for y'all, uh, I'm looking around and seeing, I know y'all have been on podcasts, but I don't think y'all, none of y'all have launched a show before, right? You have, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. duh. Andy, I was on your show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you doing more episodes, by the way? Yeah, I got my voice back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. If, last time Andy and I ran into each other was at the hospital. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> because we really? see, yes, we see the same throat emergency oh, situation right. yeah. doctor. Yeah. So. I was not talking for about four months. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we just like signed to each other. Yeah, we just yeah. hugged and walked. Wrote we kept, on your note, had yeah. our masks on, hugged and kept walking. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Andy, it's good to see you again. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, the, today, the fun thing is you're going to hear from everyone who's been on the other side of Faithful. Mm. It is going to be so cool mm. to hear the listeners. So the last question we always ask, and I'm going to ask all five of you, we'll start with our three that are distance, is because the show is called That Sounds Fun, because the network is called the That Sounds Fun Network, I need to know what sounds fun to you. So Trillia, you've answered before. You're a fan favorite of the pod. <laughs> uh, tell me what sounds fun to you, Trillia. Oh, this is just so lame, my answer. Never judge your fun. We've talked about this. You cannot judge your fun. fun. No, your fun is your fun. What sounds fun to me 
and that I'm going to do tonight is shutting everything off. Yes. Like having a cozy cup of something warm <laughs> and just sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to sit in silence. Yes. That sounds so fun to me. I do I'm not judge that. That's a, that is fun. I support that. All right, Ann Voskamp. Everybody loves when you're on the show too. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, I'm a farm girl, Sammy. What is really fun to me right now, I have two ewe lambs that I <gasps> use that I'm really hoping oh. they are expecting baby lambs. Oh. So for me, every day, the funnest part of my day is going out to feed my two ewes and hoping they get close enough so I can just rub their bellies and hope there's baby lambs in there. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Listen, that sounds fun to me. I'm interested. Fun, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> um, Rachel, I have two questions. Okay, my first question for you is, will you please come back and be on the podcast? Oh my gosh, I would would love to. Rachel, tell us what sounds fun to you. That sounds fun. The coming on your po podcast, that sounds very fun. Need uh, needs to happen. I actually am in quarantine right now, so anything sounds fun <laughs> outside of here, but um, I, I have been kind of missing just kicking the soccer ball around with my little guy, my little five-year-old. Yeah. He's, you know him, Annie, and he, he loves soccer and I just haven't been able to like get out there and just run with him. I'm from Colorado and I love to be outside and yeah. I just miss like just having the strength to do that. So I just want to go outside. Also, you need to tell people he's not, Jax is not casual about soccer. He doesn't love soccer. He breathes it, soccer. It is. It's it's scary. It's scary. And you know what? He just changed over to Arsenal. So. <gasps> yes, my guy. Yep. He's one of you now. Wow. Wow. I'm really glad to hear that. That is, yeah. that's good for our future friendship. He's going to, he, I'm really yes. going to bring him into the fold. Andy is Andrew Senga. Mm. Um, Andy, what sounds fun to you? We just got a puppy. Yeah. And uh, so we have a three and a half pound toy poodle. Oh my um, gosh. What'd y'all name it? Pippa. Oh, that, th when I saw the girls yeah. at Christmas, they told me about the dog, but there was multiple names. Available. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. We were, we were, there were, there was a chalkboard in the kitchen that had like yeah. 20 names. We, we got, are y'all sleeping yet? Or is she's, is Pippa, she's doing, she's doing all right. Whose yeah. room is she in? She sleeps in our room right now. Okay. She sleeps in our, yeah, somehow she's already sleeping on our bed. Uh, what? Doesn't make sense, <laughs> Three and a half pounds. Andy, you're going to squish her. I know she's tiny, <laughs> she's, she's so very tiny. loud. Um, <laughs> She's very cute. So I'm not really a dog guy, but yeah. I love seeing my daughter play with the puppy. Yeah. That's super fun. Do all the girls like her? They're obsessed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. How big, a three and a half pound puppy, does that fit in my hand or is it fit in my, the like size a of baby? This water bottle. Oh, <laughs> it's like a water bottle yeah. size puppy. Just with a lot more hair. <laughs> yeah, I hope more yeah. than your water bottle. <laughs> Keely Scott, mm -hmm. owner of Ladybird Taco. Yeah. True. And we yeah. should tell people that Ladybird Taco, official taco sponsor, uh, we call them, <laughs> we call them reverse sponsors where we I are. just talk about them all the time and y'all don't pay us uh, nothing. That Sounds Fun Network. Yeah, you're the official tacos of the That Sounds Fun Network. Uh, <laughs> And all we listeners get free tacos? Is that what I'm hearing? All listeners yeah. can have as yeah. many tacos as they yeah. want to buy. It's amazing. <laughs> that go. is yeah. exactly true. As many as they want to buy. Ask for... Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love Ladybird so Thank much. You. I got another gift card yesterday. You did? We, I mean, people, that is the first thing they think of Aww. with me, which really makes our team so happy. It is um, all my husband, Gabe. Yes. So I am obviously a part of it, but it was yeah. his uh, crazy dream. Do you still love it? Is it still fun that it exists? Oh, yeah. We eat there like oh. probably maybe every day. I yeah. get coffee from there. Yeah. Every oh, day for I sure. Would. I yeah. would. Mm -hmm. um, Keely, what sounds fun to you? Well, it's I don't want anyone to be jealous, please. Um, but I have a mean Scrabble game going <gasps> on right now against Gabe, and um, on I'm a winning. table at home. Well, we do have that, but right now we um, 
Well, this is even more lame. Here we go. Don't judge your fun. I have a new chair with okay. a really great blanket, so the yeah. iPad tends to be the the, the Scrabble oh, board. So, so we y'all can pass play? it back and forth. You pass yeah. it back and forth. We're literally old people. But y'all, if you know my husband, Andy knows him very well. He is so good with words, and yeah. I'm winning. Wow. Like, really winning. I'm kind of surprised Gabe hasn't written a book yet. I is it know. coming? Well, I keep telling him that he needs to. Okay. His, uh, his story... Yeah, yeah, it might be in the works. Yeah, okay. so I hope um, so. Yeah, y'all are playing Scrabble. Maybe, you pass that. I do like, you just have Everly walk I it like back him, and forth, like, looking at a clock. No, Everly's already in bed. Like I <laughs> cannot wait. Like I just yeah, Scrabble and Wordle. Are I could just say I, we're, we're, we're on a Wordle text thread. Yeah. Her husband and I and Andy Gullihorn. Yeah. yeah, and it's vicious. It is yeah. vicious. Yeah, yeah. We're very competitive about it. Have y'all seen all the jokes people are making? All the memes about Wordle being this being the sourdough starter of Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so funny. Absolutely. <laughs> I know everyone I know is playing. Oh, yeah. As many people that are positive right now with Omicron, double <laughs> that are playing Wordle. <laughs> so that's how big. Oh, that's um, awesome. Well, happy launch day, you guys. Hey, Thank thanks. you. So, thanks for bringing us on and, and your whole team. It's I know. been amazing. Uh, they are amazing. We're so to grateful. I'm honored to be on yeah. that team. Uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Y'all have done a ton of work to make this show happen, and I cannot wait for people to hear it today. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Go subscribe, everybody. Go listen. Season one. Oh, friends, don't you love them? Listen, everything about Faithful I've loved since day one. Their book, their album, y'all need to make sure you're getting those. And like Keely said, go watch on their YouTube. Go watch the whole live stream. It really is incredible. We are so honored to be a part of the podcast part of what Faithful is doing. So I want you to go right now, subscribe or follow the Faithful podcast wherever you're listening to this one so you don't miss a single episode. As we always do it, that sounds fun. Rate and review that show as quick as you can. Listen to one episode and then give them five stars, all the thumbs up, one sentence that tells people how great it is. Because remember, our group of friends gets to invite everybody else to come hear this show. So by rating and reviewing it, you're doing just that. And if you love today's episode, share it with your people. Make sure you tag Faithful Project. I'm so excited and so proud of what my friends are doing. I think we're all going to be so encouraged and inspired as we listen to these episodes together. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the That Sounds Fun Network Amusement Park, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is sitting at this table with my friends, which I'm still getting to do. So that is what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here tomorrow on Thursday with my friend and one of my favorite pastors and authors, Ben Stewart. We'll see y'all then. Go subscribe. Faithful Podcast is out.